A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, Albie B, my goodness, we just went to our fat count today, and you look friggin' great. <laughs> Thank you, Al's honey. I had a really good tonight. report card. Another, it's funny, you hit this ultra hot phase now, and you are out in the town like nothing. <laughs> my goodness, you know who you yeah, are? You're my going Oli- to you're Jeff my, Deal events, they're really hopping. You're my uh, Olivia Wilde. I don't think so. I think so. This I don't is what's think happening so. Here. So, um, we went to, um, uh, no, what I want to mention this, there's a viral video out showing how they make the McRib. Okay. And they, it shows them they have a, you know, a little griddle thing and like a sandwich They squeeze press. it into like the shape. It's Well, they, if they, by the time this video starts, they, they've got it, it's just frozen pieces mm-hmm. and they pour the stuff on it. It's whatever. It's like, what do people expect? There's like <laughs> a, 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 a chef from Lucerne, a, you know, back there. It's There's like, a butcher specifically butchering the pig into McRibs, honey. And it's specially <laughs> aged. Each one aged over two years. It's like, yeah, I know it's just prefab. I, I assume everything at McDonald's is prefab. I, the I, McRib is great, though. It's just fine. It's just fine. Oh, Can I tell you something? What's, what is it? I, I, my medicines uh, have arrived. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, Morgan says he's tried cow tipping. Uh, Tom's shirt says nothing tips like a cow. Uh, yes. M- my daughter and I got it for him in Wisconsin when we were there for the Serbian Singing Federation Festival. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and, and cow tipping is um, is a thing. I actually know a girl from Wisconsin, and she and her friends did that. Like, It's terribly cruel. It's not Yeah, nice. no, it's not. It's yeah, mean. And it's, it's mean, and it can certainly hurt them. Um, Morgan says he tried. It's not easy. We tried. It didn't work. If you most, where does Morgan live? Morgan, where do you Vermont. live? Vermont. Oh, he does. Okay. Yes. So my dad was is from Vermont. So that's where he was. Mm-hmm. That he and his friends did it. He in the fifties used to smoke uh, corn silk. Which, does that do anything? I don't know, but they would smoke <laughs> it and they would tip cows. And um, it's very Vermont, I guess. Right, and actually, there were. I mean, there was now. There's more breweries up there and more leaf peeping tours, but. 
But back then, at least the town had a theater and stuff like that. But okay, so I mean, where do we start, Alice? I mean, you start where the world is starting today. We got a lot to do in not much time because you've got to get up there and um and are, are you will you be dancing with other men at this event? I don't think so. I don't think there's dancing. This no, isn't like the Scott no, Brown Tom, one where there's Gigi, a dance floor. No, Tom, I'm married is an answer that could also come. I don't think so. Perhaps if a suitor should ask me, I no. may just have to take to the dance floor. No, I don't think there is. You I are, don't think there's dancing at this. Event. If you're at the event, ask Alice to dance. Fly her <laughs> I with don't martinis. Even know if there is music. Can't have martinis. You are looking lovely, ma'am. All right, let's get to olives are a limited vegetable for me, and I am on fire with my weight loss. I have I lost know. 22 pounds of pure fat. I underachieved. You look. I'm down. This body that I'm dealing with right now is hotter than the 23 year old. I'm body. down to 20 percent body fat. And she happily accepts that compliment. <laughs> My God, once a yacht bunny, always a yacht bunny. It is so funny. I'm all about it, though. Who cares? Life's short, you know. You know. But you lost weight too. Yeah, I did. You're I still did. not a huge amount, by your, uh, but they gave you some tips. Yes. To so I am speed, floating to around. I'm essentially your... five pounds away from the 300 mark. I should be probably like 285 now, but. I lack discipline. <laughs> the thing is, you cheat, but like not even with anything good. You're like cheating by like scarfing down fifty of the diet foods in the middle of the night. Yeah, when I went house last night on some of the crisps, you know, they're made of, of flaxseed or whatever. But like, they, they to me last night, my mind said, "Tom, these are Doritos. Go nuts!" And I did. Battle for the Senate. This is the RCP projection. Democrats. Uh, this is the R- RPCP projection show they project 53 democrats i mean republicans wow will um will be in the senate after this election is done in 47 democrats that gives the that gives the republicans georgia which i believe the decision that called that so they're just they're just copying the decision desk arizona and nevada they must have been listening honey in pennsylvania obviously and so we'll start with pennsylvania too i mean by now you guys have probably heard this in one place or another everywhere um John Fetterman had a night last night, and it was not great. Perhaps somebody should have thought of this before they before they brought him out there, because Fetterman did not... It was just... It was tough. I mean, this is a guy who had a stroke, and it's just... He's not ready, you know? Mr. Fetterman, you are first. 90 seconds. Once again, I would just like to say that I... My campaign is all about fighting for anyone in Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to get back up again. You know, I'm also fighting for any forgotten community all across Pennsylvania that ever got knocked down, that had to be made to get back up. You know, I've made my entire career dedicating to those kinds of pursuits. I started as a GED instructor back in, in Braddock over 20 years ago because I believe it's about serving Pennsylvania, not about using Pennsylvania for uh, their own end interests as well. Uh, to me, careers are revealed uh, by your, your real underlying values. And my values have always been about fighting for forgotten communities all across Pennsylvania. All right, thank you. So you can tell that he knows the general talking point. Yeah. He's just having a hard time grasping how to deliver it. Right. And it's like, I mean, it's 
terrible to listen to and painful and horrific. And it's unbelievable that there are still even people who are talking about voting for the guy at this point. But there are, unfortunately. I don't think as many as the polls seem to think that there are. But um, this is just, this is shameful, really. It's shameful that his campaign put him out there in this condition. It's shameful that his wife put him out there in this condition. It's really, like, it, you know... We joke about Jill doing this to Biden, but this is like an order of magnitude worse. This makes Biden look on top of his faculties and everything yes. in, in so full I command. Think it's, it's critical that we be con- consistent, and I do not believe in supporting the uh, Supreme Court. So I think it's, it's critical. Uh, let's see. Do you have the Statue of Liberty one? Last week, you released this note from your doctor saying you can work full duty in public office, but you have not released your detailed medical records surrounding your stroke. Mr. Fetterman, will you pledge tonight to release those records in the interest of transparency? You have 60 seconds. Uh, uh, to me, for transparency is about showing up. I'm here today to have a debate. I have you know, spe- speeches in front of 3,000 people in Montgomery County, you know, all across Pennsylvania, big, big crowds. You know, I believe if my doctor believes that I'm fit to serve and and that's what I believe is appropriate. And now with two weeks before the election, you know, I have run a campaign and I've been very transparent about being very open about the fact we're in use captioning. And I believe that, again, my doctors, the real doctors that I believe in, they all believe that I'm ready to be served. Follow up. I didn't hear you say you would release your full medical records. Why not? You have 30 seconds. No, uh, yeah, again, my doctor all believes that I'm fit to be serving, and that's what I believe is where I'm standing. Okay. Oh, was that a shot in there, by the way, when he said real doctors, as in Dr. Oz is not one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you can tell he's been prepped with some lines yeah. and stuff to say, which mostly come out garbled, but you can hear in there a communications shop working to craft something and get Mm -hmm. him to memorize it so he can spit it back out. You can hear some of that. But Morgan raises a great point in this chat, which is that um, a bunch of people have already voted for him. There's been early Mm -hmm. voting for like a month in Pennsylvania. And it's very, very clear that while they were avoiding debates, avoiding debates, avoiding debates, they did take this one, but like way into when a bunch of people have already voted. And the thing about that is, too, is that that puts into context what the media was doing with the MSNBC interview, where they introduced the concept that he can't actually understand what people are saying to him without having it in closed captions. And they can't like how it's a drip, drip, drip. They they were like softening people up for the idea because they knew that having kept a lid on how bad his condition was for this Mm -hmm. many months, if they jumped right to this debate with him talking like he's six years old and unable to find words, that there would have been mass outrage and horror and a like, why did the media not cover this at all? Yeah, but I get it. But I mean, first of all, that MSNBC interview torpedoed him. That was pretty devastating. That that Well, yeah, but... But also, how like, much more devastating would this debate have been if people weren't already mentally prepared for the fact that he can't speak? Well, I mean, then that's hats off to the Democrats in Pennsylvania. The, to, mm-hmm. They've got a problem candidate, and they're finding a way. And the early voting thing as well. I mean, totally, it's, it's not good for the democracy to have early voting. Um, no, it's terrible for democracy yes. to have early voting. It's really bad. Election day is supposed to be a snapshot in time. Mm-hmm. And if you need to have like a couple days worth of absentee ballots where people go to the election office in advance and vote in person and sign an affidavit to say they're not going to be there. That's what it used to be like. Mm-hmm. Right. Our election commissioner where I used to live, there was um, she knew like 
a bunch of the old people in town would like just vote absentee to take care of it so they didn't have to come down when it was busy. And she would yell at people. She'd be like, if I see you wandering around down here on election day, <laughs> I'm going to throw out your ballot. Like, because she knew that like people would just use it for convenience. But, you know, that's the advent of all these things. Mail-in voting, uh, no excuse, absentee voting. Like, you should have to say you have a reason why you can't make it on election day. You should have to vote on election day, you know, barring on specific circumstances, right? Like, I'm going to be out of state on election day. I'm going to have to vote absentee this year because I won't be here, right? right? But I'm going to go vote in person because I don't agree with the mail-in and the drop-off ballots, which, by the way, brings me to last night I was out with a bunch of great Republicans watching. They rented the Salisbury Vision Max Theater right next to the... (laughs) What? Uh, did I? Uh, did you guys raid any pizza places uh, with shotguns looking for child molesters? Or? No, no. Alice went full QAnon no. last night. You got to admit, you're a pretty attractive QAnon. I'm not QAnon. Um, but you, by I the did... way, you left your antlers in the car, so maybe bring, bring those <laughs> okay. the next time. Yeah. Then I was at Sylvan Street Grill in my little antlers, having a good time with my friends. Right. What were you doing at Sylvan Street Grill? We went out for a. Uh, uh, an you Awaken are... 180 approved vodka soda after oh. <laughs> the movie. My good, you are absolute just a socialite these days. <laughs> With the girls. Oh, how many vodka sodas did we have when we went out? Two. Uh-huh. Times six. <laughs> no, I had two. Ask anybody. When you have your torrid affair uh, while you're out there. I'm have an affair. Do you think I well, seriously I a want another I a idiot man in my life I that I like have to have sex I didn't with? Say, oh, I, didn't say, I, can't I didn't say it would be with a man, Alice. No. Yacht bunnies are known to swing from side to side. It's not the case. My question is, will you have enough respect to talk about it on this show so that it's very intriguing, will be very intriguing content? Uh... If I have an affair, which I won't, would you I'll ever talk consider, about it on the show you for you. Would you ever consider, because we had our neighbor over the other day, and she mentioned this thing that uh, a pineapple means swinging, swinging. Mm-hmm. would you ever consider having a threesome? No. Have you ever had a threesome? No. Mm. No. And um, it's funny that you say that, though, because my friend who's my single- My guy, your counter's going- my friend who's single was showing me no, on her... a slide detector test. That's not Geiger counter. I'm sorry. I'm Tom Fetterman. <laughs> Maybe I am radioactive. Who knows? Ooh. I did get that mRNA vaccine. But um, so anyway. Alice Shattuck's second best line of the year. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> what was my first best line? By the way, you, there was also another near header at the beginning of this. Go ahead. You That's talking. why it took me a minute I to reset the cameras because I knocked everything. Um, but go ahead. You were out getting drunk, and no, I wasn't. Wait, how did the topic get changed? Because was, you were out what, with so Ines D'Souza and no, uh, Steve I did Bannon like and Roger movie, Stone. Though. Were I out did yesterday. like the movie though. I'll talk about that in mm-hmm. a second. Go oh, so, good. Thank you. So, <laughs> that's the direction I was hoping to go into with this podcast. Um, um, but oh, where was I? Oh, my single friend was showing me her Tinder. Mm-hmm. So and like swiping on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it is bleak out there. I am sorry, those of you who are single, and like this reaffirmed my resolve that mm. I'm never going to date again the rest of my life. Like I absolutely Maybe refuse. I should get on Tinder. I'm either going to die before interested. you, or I'm going to d- be a widow forever. Like I'm just not the single the. Tinder selections were 
pretty scary. I have and seen like, my. I have a single friend too, and I have seen some of the selections for him, and I have been horrified. <laughs> horrified. Just as bad on the men's side. But the reason why I but brought I don't it get up because my friend's wife is hot, or ex-wife is hot. How come he's he doesn't he can't now trade laterally for another hot one? He's got to pay. Like, no, that's what I was telling you. Is like marriage is truly the best deal, right? Is like you get to sleep with someone hot, and then the guy stays with you if you get unhot. You know what I mean? Like it, you you have a commitment to. That's each in other. my case. So it works out. In your case, it works your out husband for everybody. Remained hot, so no. But then I don't have to like go on Tinder and try and date other people, which I don't want to have to do. So it's like it's a very mutually beneficial contract that we're involved in here. I really enjoy it. I'm very glad that we're together. So anyway, that's a good deal for you. Anyway. <laughs> So anyway, the reason why I brought that up because because you could mentioned you swinging because one of the people yeah. that was on the Tinder was a dude who was like, "Me and my wife are looking for a unicorn who wants to like hook up with both of us." Ooh, oh, can you imagine? Freaking terrible. Hey, I- yeah, how about this? What if I got like Kate Upton to want to have a um, threesome? Would you? No, no? I don't want to not- have a threesome. Not Kate Upton. No. Not Emily Radijinsky. I'm whatever. not attracted to Kate Upton. What supermodel women are you attracted to? I'm not. What woman are you I'm attracted not a, to? No, I'm not. There's though. no woman I could get involved here. No. Hmm. It's not. It, I don't. Yeah. We oh. don't. I don't need that in my life. I don't. It would be kind of cool for me. No. All right. Let's listen to Fetterman talk about the Statue of Liberty. Okay. Okay. I would be very disappointed if I died and you dated Fetterman. I understand that he's not as fat as I am, but come on. For you, Mr. Fetterman, Vice President Kamala Harris says the southern border border is secure, yet we are seeing an unprecedented number of migrants crossing. Is the border secure? And if not, what would you do to fix what both parties are calling a crisis? You have 60 seconds, Mr. Fetterman. You know, I believe that uh, I believe that uh, a secure border is can be compatible with compassion. I believe we need a comprehensive and bipartisan solution for immigration. That, that's what I believe. I don't ever recall in the Statue of Liberty did they say, you know, you know, take our tired huddle masses and put them on a bus and use cheap political stunts about them. I believe we have to develop a comprehensive and bipartisan solution to, to address our issue here for immigration here in our nation. All right. Thank you, General. All right. Anything you want more Fetterman or are you done? I mean, they're all like that. Every yeah. answer that he gave was like that. And that's why I say, like, it's kind of humorous, but it's also freaking terrible to watch. And everybody involved in putting him out there so like that. So let's get the White House response be... to some, some of the Fetterman stuff, okay? Okay. Um, here we go. Was the White House in any way surprised by the performance of the Lieutenant Governor in the debate? Um, I know that people here, including not just the president, but others have been in touch with him. But was there any surprise in terms of how he performed, given the auditory processing, given the high profile okay, of the stop evening and that sort of thing? Uh, was it a surprise to the White House at all? So look, it's 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 been a busy day. Uh, as you know, you guys have been watching the president. He gave a speech on junk fees, uh, which is going to be incredibly important to the American people, sir, saving uh, American uh, people $24 billion. So that was something that he was certainly focused on. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here's another one. Thanks. I'd like to follow up on something you were asked Monday about 
<coughs> presidential press conferences. It's, oh, no, it's no, that's different. Jan Sorry, let me try to get to it. I, think, I thought there was one more Fetterman. Well, the main thing that people on the left have been saying now is that if you point out that okay. Fetterman... Okay, go ahead. Here we go. Uh, the president's fre frequently talked about transparency, and so has this administration. Uh, does the president believe that Fetterman should release his medical records? Uh, I've been asked this question, and I leave that over to uh, uh, the lieutenant governor to make that decision. Yeah, they're not going to say anything about it. They don't oh. want to be involved. But everybody's um, like... Given the amount of time that the president has spent with Fetterman and the conversation that is happening today in the wake of last night's debate <clears throat> performance, does the president have any concerns about... Has he ever raised uh, either a conversation with you that you've been a part of she or, does or not with others here at the White House? Um, any concerns about his health? So I'll say this. It, um, with In personal conversations that the president has had with the lieutenant governor, the president has found him to be impressive. So this is Democratic Senator Chris Coons of Delaware um, talking about that debate. Why would you say that voters should be more concerned about, say, Mehmet Oz, including his problematic abortion answer, than John Fetterman, including his problematic fracking answer and his health issues? Uh, well, Brianna, those are exactly the sorts of things <clears throat> that Pennsylvanians will be weighing in the just 12 days left of campaigning before the midterm elections. I watched the debate last night. It was hard to watch, frankly. Whoa. Uh, I've always hated Chris Coons. I hate him less. At, at least he, like, at well, least Chris he... Cuomo was uh, pretty honest about it, too, that, like, obviously this <clears throat> is going to be the issue. And, like, something like 80-something percent of the people that, that they asked right after the debate, who do you think won, said they thought Mehmet Oz won. So... Which doesn't necessarily mean that they might not still vote for him if they're super partisan. Somebody just sent me like a text from a friend of a friend who's liberal who wrote a whole screed on their Facebook wall about Ableist. how about how like they don't care how he did in the debate because mm -hmm. he's unpolished and isn't as fancy as Oz because he's like fights for the working class and cares about the unjustly mm -hmm. incarcerated and all that stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I guess if your issue is releasing criminals from jail and making sure there's more drugs available on the streets and <laughs> like, I mean, but if it was Oz who had had the stroke, I would still be supporting him. You know, I'd still be saying, hey, well, he's, he's the Republican. Here we go. Feel dirty, but here we go. <laughs> so a couple of personal... I mean, um, but yeah, but the ableism charge is like Three a personal rich. items, Alice, today. Three personal items. I'm not allowed to talk about the ableism? Okay, please go ahead. Because um, MSNBC is reporting, Oz bullies Fetterman for missing debates due to stroke. <laughs> Just him showing up for the debate was bullying. And they're all saying... Um, you know, this Liz Plank on MSNBC, when your side is so bad, you have to rely on ableism to win. Like, it's, like, it's not a reasonable thing to say senators should be able to talk and understand other humans speaking to them. But that's yeah. like, that's literally where they are. I mean, one of the people, like this Bernie Sanders guy, tweeted that just senators have to be able to say yay or nay. They don't have to be able to cognitively function. So, you know, like, as they well, say I mean, they, that I hate, but true. like, quiet part out loud, like, but, I mean, it, th there is some truth to that. You know, Strom Thurmond was useless towards the end. Um, 
Bird, Bird was useless to yeah. the end. Teddy Kennedy was still. I mean, do we think floating. Chuck Grassley is like really? Yeah, McCain was. You know, of course they had cancer and they were. You know, it's. But it's sort of but, different but to like have of, it to have that like develop mm-hmm. while the person's in office, and to elect somebody who's already like that before they even go there. Mm. Like though, I mean. I know that functionally it's not different once they're there, but I actually think it's bad that we have a bunch of people in the Senate who can't function. <laughs> like, and I don't think we should. And like, I know sometimes that, that what's her name? A uh, Barbara Boxer too. Yeah. Um, isn't she like, like 96 or something? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's not like, I know that they just never leave and so they end up starting to be like that over time. But when you put it on display, how much Fetterman's like that already, and he might recover more from his stroke. Like, I hope he does. Mm-hmm. I hope he goes to rehab and he feels better because I wouldn't wish that on anybody to be like that. And it's worse. It's worse. I especially wouldn't wish it on anybody to be in that condition and to have your family and your loved ones making you go out there and do that and embarrass yourself. Like, can you imagine? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. That's terrible. That's terrible. Can you imagine how much his wife must hate him to put him out there looking like that? Yeah, I agree. It's psychotic. It's crazy. But yeah, but the replies is all full of crazy people. Quick reminder, if John Fetterman needing to use reasonable and protected accommodations make you second guess your vote, you might need to think about how ableism has impacted the way you perceive the world. Disability is not a disqualifier. Hashtag crip the vote. Oh, that's great. Is that crip as in cripple? Yeah. That's crip the vote. Yeah. Great. Ableism at its finest. Imagine having to take care of your loved one when you're like that. Are you going to turn your back on them? Recovery doesn't happen overnight. Yeah, no kidding. That's why he shouldn't be running for freaking Senate right now. Like, if you were like that, you would take time off work, wouldn't you? You wouldn't keep showing up at work. You need like, to put your Himalayan salt lights on. They are on. Oh. Say they're just you low in battery. <laughs> so, but if you were working, say in like e-commerce or something, your job wouldn't make you keep showing up if you were like. Clearly... I'm in a job right now, Alice, where people specifically can't see me. <laughs> <laughs> but Oddly imagine... enough, I haven't gotten many TV offers. I don't know why that is. But imagine though, if you at your job talking on the radio, yes. like started to talk like John Fetterman. Right. Well, that would be a problem. And you were still on the radio. Right. And but, people were like, it's ableist to say that he well, can't still be on the radio. Like, right. that and, would be freaking weird. Like, people would say, go home, get better from your stroke, and then we'll talk. But Okay, like, can we move from Federer? Okay. 
Uh, three victories today. It, 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 happy anniversary, Allison. You have a beautiful family. Who's that from? Who? Is it our anniversary? No. Who's that then? I don't know. I can't actually see. I don't know. What are you looking at? Happy anniversary. I don't know. Okay, so listen to this. So, um, you know, obviously there is fatism is what I deal with Mm -hmm. constantly. Finally, Joe Biden, I'm now on Team Biden, is standing up for my people. Decision. Some airlines, if you want six more inches between you and the seat in front, you pay more money. But you don't know it until you purchase your ticket. Isn't that when you're Look, supposed folks, to find out? Look, folks, these are junk fees. They're unfair, and they hit marginalized Americans the hardest, especially low-income folks and people of color. They benefit big corporations, not consumers. Now, it is notable that he's saying black people are too fat for airplanes. It just seems like an inartful <laughs> thing to say. That said, my people are going to get represented. I want yeah, bigger yeah. seats for all of us. That's exactly right, because through no fault of the my own, The fees are unfair fat. to people of color and Tom Shattuck. I, and I want, as a matter of fact, it's right. As a matter of fact. All the marginalized yes, people. As a matter of fact, I would like some uh, plain seat forgiveness in the form of money. $10,000 voucher from you skinnies who are, have skinny privilege. Um, that's one thing. The second thing that is great. So is- does this actually mean you like can't buy better seats on the airplane now? Like that's banned. So will all the seats be the same price, or like how will this work? I don't know. I, that has to. You guys have to pay for my seat. I think is the way I want it to work. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So they went after. They had this whole like thing about everything that they're doing for. Um, to help with like the economic situation and all this stuff and they're doing um junk fees which is not like a phrase that i ever heard before today but they're talking about like i don't i this is like the have you heard the phrase junk fees before no it's no i assume it's for luggage for headphones and all this and that stuff Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, can I can I move along? Yeah. So, find- but he did a whole speech at this where he said, like, we know Americans are hurting because Putin invaded Ukraine and all these other things, but we're doing so much to fight it. We're eliminating airline I'm, seat fees. I'm an airline seat fee voter, Allegra. Alice. I'm an airline seat fee voter. But he's doing like a lot of fees, like a fee if someone bounces a check to mm-hmm. you, and like they're like targeting all kinds of junk fees. And I want I want I want um, scale intimidation to go away. I was just weighed today to wait. 180. I want scale intimidation to go away. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of attractive young people around that place, and they got to see that the, the number was a number that was over three. You know what that does to a fellow like me? 86052. <laughs> okay. Stop. Mainwire.com. The Mainwire.com. Superintendent who banned Halloween, Columbus Day, jobless again by our friend Steve Robinson from the Mainwire. Mm-hmm. Former Scarborough School Superintendent Julie Kuchenberger has another acrimonious school departure in her wake as she leaves her job with the Melrose Mass Public Schools. The school committee has been notified that Superintendent Julie Kuchenberger will not seek a successor contract with the Melrose Public Schools. Kuchenberger, who has worked in education since 2005, was a superintendent of the Scarborough Schools from 2016 to 2019 and the interim superintendent in the Hamilton Wenham Regional School District in the spring of 2020. She won the job of Melrose Schools uh, superintendent, beating 32 other ha- applicants. That's amazing. <laughs> in Melrose, How do they pick them? In Melrose, Kuchenberger's tenure was marked by strident advocacy for left-wing, cru- left-wing crusades. Steve's a great writer. Including switching Columbus Day to Indigenous People's Day, changing the school mascot from the Raiders to the Red Hawks, and de-emphasizing Halloween celebrations. 
Kuchenberger attracted national attention for unilaterally canceling Halloween in the school system. And then he has the the Kimmel cut. Safe and sound as a storm pounds the northeastern United States, threatening Halloween celebrations this weekend, particularly in New England, where they're already threatened by uh, humans, by people who are trying to take Halloween away. Yeah, I know the country is very divided right now, but I, this, I believe, might be the kind of thing that will unite us. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. But there's a school district in Melrose, Massachusetts, just a few miles north of Boston, that has decided to, quote, de-emphasize Halloween. And not because of COVID. That has nothing to do with COVID. Schools will not host their annual Halloween festivities this year, thanks to a new policy. Superintendent Julie Kuchenberger sent a letter to parents, says, over the past several years, MPS has worked to de-emphasize Halloween, shift our focus toward community building through fall celebrations. As we work to address unfinished learning, two of our key priorities are equity and the inclusion of all students and fostering a sense of belonging and partnership with students, family, and staff. And I guess that means no Halloween party? I don't know why. <laughs> Sounds to me like maybe Julie Kuchenberger couldn't think of a fun costume, so she ruined it for everyone. <laughs> Parents have started a petition to bring Halloween back to the school, but the district is standing. Pat Kuchenberger said there are people who don't celebrate Halloween, students, and that means those kids might not come to school at all that day, which... All right, problem solved then, right? I mean, then nobody's, I don't know, bring on the Skittles, right? Who is, maybe I'm being obtuse, but who's feeling marginalized by a Halloween party? Goblin Americans? I don't know. I, all I know for sure is there are about to be a lot of eggs thrown at the Kuchenberger house. Instead of de-emphasizing Halloween, what, maybe what they need is an alternate, non-offensive name for the holiday at the end of October. It could be freely celebrated, schools inclusively, for all. And because we like to be helpful, we came up with some ideas. Uh, National Gourd Appreciation Day. <laughs> Squashashana. <laughs> Children dress slightly differently than they normally do every day. The uh, Festival of Non-Terrifying, Eco-Friendly Rubber Masks. Dracula Labor Day. All Snickers Eve. Afterlife Awareness Day. Just Let the Theater Kids Go Nuts Night. <laughs> Something we can all get behind, Rob Schneider's birthday. So, 58 this year. So, happy birthday, Rob. So, there you go. Um, um, Robinson continues, at the same time Kuchenberger was taking a stand against Native American-themed mascots, the famous Italian cultural icon, and Halloween schools in Massachusetts and across America were struggling to teach kids math and reading, according to student test results released Monday by the Federal Department of Education. In Maine, Kuchenberger became a lightning rod for drama and conflict during her brief tenure as a superintendent in Scarborough. In 2018, she signaled she would not see... Does the... he cover the missing two million? Yes, that's his last paragraph. Okay. You, you know what, he doesn't... Well, he, he wouldn't have it in here because he, he would know, but just from watching that thing, you know, that that the meeting they had last year to, to for her to defend herself is the same meeting they talked about the attempted suicides in school. Being like, and they just, just sidestepped that. Uh, it's great writing. Steve's a great writer. I, I wish when the Herald was around, we had him. Uh, yeah, but it's obviously been like earth-shattering news in Melrose. I mean, the, so first of all, people were not pleased. Uh, if you listen to every Burn Barrel episode, you probably remember we covered this. The city of Melrose public schools um, 
went $2 million over their budget last year and didn't notice until this summer when they tried to close their books and couldn't do it because they were $2 million short, which is like absolutely unbelievable. So they had to go back to the city council who had approved the original budget and say like, we need $2 million more million actually, like, um, which is amazing that you can spend $2 million extra dollars and not notice. But anyway, so... She oversaw that. The current school committee oversaw that. And of course, these are the same people who have gotten rid of Halloween, gotten rid of Columbus Day, gotten rid of the school mascot, the Red Raiders. Now they're just a big letter M and all the other stuff. And so, of course, like people are bringing all these things together to explain why she's so unpopular is because she's Miss Woke and like all her school districts that she's ever worked at are grossly mismanaged. So then... Out in the Melrose patch comes from Mike Karaji, who runs, I don't know if he does a bunch of patches in that area or what. He's actually like quite a good journalist. Like he he would always go to everything. He went to tons of meetings and like really covered stuff in a way not all the patches do. The quality of the patch is like very variable depending on who works at them in an area. And he's like very enterprising and good. And I should just add his full disclosure. Like he was... um very nice and complimentary to me because um he uh because I wrote like an article for the patch because they take like user submissions at the patch too mm-hmm. that was like all about these election finance violations by the city of Melrose Democratic City Committee and um it was like the most hate clicked article like it was one of it came out again later that year when they did the end of the year like the top articles of the year they like brought it back and emailed it back out to everybody and I assume it got some good revenue for the patch because he like messaged me and was like this is so nice thank you for writing something even if I don't personally agree with what you wrote like I'm so glad you wrote on the patch like that's great because I'm sure they like made money off it because so many people in that town were freaking viciously mad at me and clicked on that article article so anyway but Mike Karaji wrote uh, and I'm sure he's a big liberal whatever so he wrote that we should not um, be divisive about Julie Kuchenberger leaving and that while Mm -hmm. it's fair that she mismanaged the two million dollars thing it's um, people are making personal attacks but that's the soccer flop of course nothing she's divisive she's offensive it has nothing to do with wokeness Kuchenberger is not headed home because of the district's mishandling and miscommunication of the school budget no it's because she spent too much time focusing on canceling Halloween surely the prior finance director would have had better practices if the sports team name had not been changed heck the schools probably would be sitting on millions if the school committee had let Columbus Day remain on the calendar of course none of this is true Kuchenberger wasn't ripping up finance reports in order to push through a progressive agenda. She wasn't ignoring calls from the city CFO because she had DEI chiefs on the other line. Her uncomfortable changes weren't the reason this happened, despite what the people who don't like uncomfortable change say. But this flawed thinking allows those she offended to conflate culture war issues with practical school ones. Well, and here's where I think he's way off, because the left has consistently told us, including people like Mike and all the other woke idiots in Melrose, they all say over and over when you say like, don't you have more important stuff to be doing? Don't you have a lot of student suicides? Aren't your test scores in the toilet? 
isn't your financial statement a mess? Like, isn't all this other stuff going on? Don't you have enough to do without retooling the whole school mascot and, like, repainting the gym? And they're like, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. We can do both. Stop. Why can't we do both things at once? Like, well, apparently you can't walk and chew gum at the same time because you found time for all this other crap, right? You had time to be emailing Jen McAndrew's kid about getting rid of the mascot, but not enough time to go through the financial reports from the school. I had forgotten that. That's right. She planted the idea in the kid to organically bring it up as an idea. I forgot about that. What a dirt bag. From the school committee chair's kid, right? This is how ridiculous this town is. And then they sit here and tell you, like, it has nothing to do with the fact that she canceled Halloween. Like, well, but people do have limited energy and time in their day. Right? Like, reworking the school calendar or changing the school mascot does take energy. takes a lot of energy to organize the American Indian activists to come to your school board meeting. It's precisely the fact that she herself is an activist, and that's what she's there to do. And so she wasn't doing wonky school boardy things, uh, right. superintendent stuff. Just go through the financial statements and make sure the kids aren't killing themselves. Is that too much to ask? Just make sure the teachers teach enough math so that your school district's not two years behind after a stupid pandemic. You know, you could try that. You could try that. But no, you're doing this like Halloween junk and Columbus Day crap like stop it but no 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 we can do both we can walk and chew gum that's what they always say like in this condescending way i think we can walk and chew gum at the same time well apparently you can't apparently you can't because neither the school committee nor julie kuchenberger bothered to do the actual the the boring part of being on the school committee which is like doing the finances right nobody wants to do that kind of work they all want to like sign petitions about stuff and like do things about climate change and make melrose a sanctuary city like can you just like collect the taxes and make the schools and the snowplows go and like the normal things that you need to do i know it's not fun and sexy and exciting but like that's the stuff that needs to happen in municipal government but all these progressives just use it as a launching pad for their progressive career and never do anything but i don't know it's like a sore subject with me it's so stupid it's so stupid and, you know, it just proves, it just proves that you can't walk and chew gum at the same time, right? It proves that these people are grossly incompetent and they're only in these roles for the most ideological reasons. And and then you end up with a mess like you have in Melrose and all these other cities and towns. Like, why are we giving these people money? Why are they passing overrides? It's so insane to me. But like they say, democracy ensures that people get the government they deserve. And, you know, that's what that's what they Uh, get in Melrose. So we should probably head to the chat chat because you got to get going, my friend. You got a party to do. Uh, I guess so. I guess so. You going to dance with anybody? Oh, I don't know. Somebody asked me. That's not. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Wow. Wow. All right. um, You can come too, by the way. Toscana's in Peabody. 6.30 6.30 p.m. or whatever p.m. I'm not going to be there at 6.30, obviously. I am a doting husband and father of children now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stay here and be nur- caring nurture for our kids. What is this? Okay, here we go. Ready? I'm ready. Hey, Tom. Yes. It's Dr. Cheswick here. Hey. Listen, I didn't want to have to break my silence, but... We don't really talk about Bohemian Grove oh. ever since Dick Nixon let loose during his Watergate tapes. Oh. Uh, and somebody Uh-oh. found it on one of the reels. 
we've kind of kept a tight lid on it. Is that true? So please just remember, it's a secret. I've... Oh, what's that noise? Uh-oh. Listen, I gotta go. Uh-oh. Praise the owl. <laughs> Merrick is that Gar- true? Merrick Garland. It is kind of a secret. It's an unmentioned thing. Um, unsaid thing. But I haven't Rush heard talked about going once, I believe. Wow. Let's see. So, uh, how much more money does Ukraine need? Because I need that money to fuel my gambling addiction. Daddy needs his money. Daddy needs his money. I hear the game in the background. I hear. Have ya. you ever thought about becoming a Ukrainian actor and comedian, Justin? Um, because that seems to be quite a lucrative He's gig. Absolutely, got a nice book deal. Okay, I have another riddle for you all. It's all right. it's not a funny riddle, John and Wakefield, and it's not really okay. a riddle. All right. All right. It's more of an identity uh, from math, you know? Okay, so follow along. All right. So crops are two people. Yes. Mm -hmm. Crops are two people as... Crops? Crops, like things that grow in the ground. Are two people as... Here we go. Monsanto is two... Anyone? Two people. Anyone? Pfizer Moderna. That's my pun. Or that's my riddle. Okay. Crops are two people... As Monsanto is to Pfizer Montana. I don't get it. Um, I'm not a great student, John, if you didn't <laughs> notice. Because crops feed people, where Monsanto also feeds people, though, doesn't it? Do they do other stuff? Um, well, they do, like, bioengineered crops. Yeah, yeah. And so I think he's oh. saying, and so, like, Pfizer and Moderna, like, bioengineer the people. Oh, very smart. You're sharp, Alice. Thank you, John. I get it now. Alice held my hand like uh, like Giselle Fetterman and walked me through it. Hey, Shaddix. Mike and Groveland here. Hey, Mike. Hi, Mike. Just want to let you guys know I'm just really excited about being able to help Cody on his path to home ownership. <laughs> Though, if he's struggling to pay off $30,000, which is what the cost of a car these days, mm-hmm. and it's really going to be tough to, you know, to finance a home, but that's just me. Oh, and I forgot to mention that yes. Mike Karaji of The Patch also um, has been very public in the news yes. about um, about his need for us to pay off his student debt. I just too, thought we were running which, out of so time. I'm glad, Alice, but... I know, I know, but I'm just I'm glad that my article in The Patch was able to help him on his path to financial freedom because he was in the news uh, talking about how you don't have to play anything on it, but he was in the news back in August when they first announced this, mm-hmm. saying that he and his wife have they had 150 grand in student debt and they really need our help the taxpayers to pay it off for them one last thing by the way that was our last one for time of course they live in a more expensive town than we do alice yes okay i'm focused is there not a stressing piece of breaking news that we need to tell people is there there was a criminal acquittal today thomas shattuck was thrown into the docks today Uh into newburyport district court criminal court with my my little wife weeping there and my little <laughs> son crying, and indeed for a criminal driving without a license, on a suspended license, on a suspended license, which is a long story, thrown in front of the judge, a hanging judge, by the way. <laughs> I think a clerk magistrate, but okay. She was a hanging judge. <laughs> okay. And acting as my own attorney, I was able to argue the case and convince the jury. Alice? Mostly she walked in the door and said, did you fix your license issue? And we said yes. And she said, then I'm going to just dismiss everything. 
in I've, <laughs> my prepared remarks, I think, had quite an effect mm-hmm. on the day. I bet they did. And I have been vindicated. I am a free man. Alice, we could have been doing this as my one phone call. Or no, no, as in those <laughs> divider things, you know, and they do it in prisons. It could have been that, one of those things. But no, the criminal justice system sometimes gets it right. And I was, I was uh, set free today. Congratulations, to the, You know, I should have, we should have set up some microphones at Newburyport in the steps of so Newburyport Courthouse. So that you could Courthouse. do a little a bit of a presser. I'm a free man. Mm-hmm. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And um, I assume for all your congratulations on Tom's freedom now. Uh, By the way, Newburyport News, print that. I'd like to see that printed. They don't mind printing, you know, when I was viciously arrested and taken down by the 5-0. Did they print that? Mm, I don't think so. But I want them to print that I was vindicated, that I was acquitted. Okay, yes. After careful deliberation. All charges dismissed. Um, Very good, honey. So anyway, uh, if you want to join us on future uh, live shows, you can do that at uh, patreon.com slash burnbarrel. But you can always find our shows for free at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to a bunch of places to listen. You can watch on YouTube. You can watch on Rumble. And you can always talk to us on Twitter, Facebook, and burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTER Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.